Have you ever thought about what you'll do with all that money after your landscaping company is thriving and making wicked profits? Have you ever thought about starting a nonprofit that would give back to your community? Well, today I'm excited to share an interview with Kelly Slater, the vice president from Pleasant Landscapes down in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, about how she and her business partner have, well, you're going to have to find out just how many businesses she's involved with when you listen to the interview, and how they have started a nonprofit that helps people transition from prison life into society by giving them a place to stay, and how they use this as a recruiting tool to get employees for their various businesses. My name is Jack Jostis, and welcome to the Landscaper's Guide to Modern Sales and Marketing. This show is all about helping the lawn and landscape industry increase your profit so you can enjoy a better lifestyle as a result of your business. And uh, one of my favorite things about running this show and running my company is talking with interesting professionals in the landscape industry. And I'm really excited to share this interview with uh, Kelly, who uh, is one of my clients for a while. And today I just learned that she has all these different businesses, including a nonprofit. So check out this interview to see how you might be able to do this too. We weren't getting the leads that I knew we could. We weren't getting the right leads. What started happening is that our our leads are more qualified. Our sales have probably gone up by about 10 to 15% a year. We're going to increase our sales volume by a million dollars in a year. All right, everyone. I am here with Kelly Slater. She is one of the partners at Pleasant Landscapes down in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. We're working together on her on her marketing. And uh, today, in getting to know Kelly a little bit better, I learned that, that Kelly, you actually have, you're a partner in nine different businesses. You're, you're preparing the taxes for them. And uh, um, I, I believe your background is actually in finance prior to working in the landscape industry, right? So you have a lot of knowledge of that. And what I was excited to learn today was that you're, you, you and your business partner also have a nonprofit. And so... Um, I wanted to interview you about that today. So tell us, you know, uh, you know, who are you and what do you do at, at Pleasant Landscapes? And then what is, what is the Pate House? Sure. So I'm Kelly Slater, Vice President of Pleasant Landscapes based out of Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. Um, I manage and am a business partner in nine businesses altogether here um, that my business partner and I have, one of which is the Pate House which is a nonprofit organization that helps rehabilitated long-term convicted criminals kind of get acclimated back into society again. Um, once they've completed their nonviolent um, crimes, the, their terms in jail or in prison, um, they come and we've got a group house that they'll stay at. One of our businesses, not generally our landscaping business, um, but one of our other businesses will help them out with getting a job and kind of reintroduce them into society again. And and what was it that led you and your business partner to to start the the Pate House, and why is it called the Pate House? Um, so the Pate House was named after the warden Warden Pate, which is out of one of the prisons in the uh, Buford area of South Carolina. And my business partner's father actually does a lot of um, work within the prison, teaching and educating um, the, the prison 
members there and and um, working with the criminals and and trying to help them prior to them um, being released. There are other organizations um, within the country that do similar things to what we're doing with the paid house, but there wasn't anybody in our area. So with my business partner's father being um, so heavy into that prison system there, it kind of just, that's where the Pate House came from and it was named after their warden. And we've had quite a few great success stories with people that have come out of that business and worked in one of our other companies um, for six months to a year, I think maybe as long as two um, before they've gone off and and gotten a place to live on their own and, and started a new career on their own. That's that's really incredible um, that that you're able to help people with that. What are what are some of the challenges that people face? Um, and you know, one of the things that you mentioned and that I want to just reiterate is a lot of these are nonviolent or they're not you know sex offense uh, type crimes. Uh, there there are other other crimes though. What what are some of the challenges that people? who have, you know, gone through, they've finished their sentence in prison. What are some of the challenges that they face as they enter back into society? And how does the, the paid house help them with those skills? Um, well, I'm sure there's a tremendous amount of, of challenges, but, but a lot of right off the bat, the issues are having a place to live. You're going to, you need a job to make money, to pay for a place to live. Um, and that's for, for somebody who's aged, because we're not talking about 23, 24 year old kids. These are, these are guys, most of them that have gone through our system are men. They're men that are, you know, have done quite a bit of time and and it's kind of demeaning feeling to them to not be able to get a job or not be able to have a place to live. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's also acclimating to a completely different lifestyle. So for 10 or 15 years, they've been told exactly what to do at what time, what to wear, what to eat, things like that. So now that they have this freedom, it's it's challenging for them <clears> to have this freedom. So part of the program that we offer is not only are we giving them a place to live, we're also giving them a job, and they're also getting a lot of moral support within the program, within the management staff, within the directors of our program. So that's just kind of helping them acclimate to society again. That's excellent. And um you were telling me before we interviewed how many how many people can actually so the, the the pate house is actually a house where is it how many rooms are there how many people can stay there at a time and about are they there typically for up to 2 years or how long what's the program like we kind of keep it open to them i'd say that the average is between 6 months and a year before they're ready to kind of go out mm-hmm. on their own it is a group housing style um, it's in the, the country area, <clears throat> a little town called McClellanville. It is a six-bedroom house on three acres of land. It's pretty secluded. Um, but being a group housing type, there's going to be, you know, two guys to a bedroom with one big living room and kitchen. So they're kind of living in a group housing situation. And I think after six months to a year, they're ready to go off and get on their own. That's That's excellent. And one of the things that I was surprised to learn from you was about fundraising for this. Um, you mentioned that it's actually part of the Amazon Smile donation program. So how did, um, did you set that up or how did you get involved in such a massive um, you know, donation opportunity with, with Amazon? 
Yeah, so that's something that I did set up. So one of the challenges that the paint house has had is getting the donations. It's right. not a real glamorous type of um, organization, but it's, I think, one that's definitely fulfilling and, and helping people, which is important to us. So in trying to determine other ways of raising money and raising funds for the organization, one of which I had come across was the Amazon Smile program. And um, it, it really hasn't changed anybody's lifestyle in that you still shop like you normally do. You just elect the paint house as your um, donation um, company and Amazon donates based on your purchases directly to us, which is fantastic. That's amazing. So, so for those of you watching or listening next time you're buying whatever you're going to buy on Amazon. And if you, if you use the smile program, um, be sure to donate to the paint house if you want to support this awesome organization. Um, and um, tell us a little bit, like how many, like what are some of the other businesses you have and what, like how many employees has this helped you um, actually acquire for, for those other businesses? Um, so the paint house itself doesn't have any direct employees. It's 100% nonprofit. None of the directors take any money at all, nothing. Um, so it does not have any employees. It has only volunteers. Um, and we've had probably four or five people come through um, the paint house through one specific prison. And as that kind of slowed down, we switched gears a few years back with Hurricane Maria that devastated Puerto Rico. Um, so we were able to hook up with some local people in Puerto Rico that we had known just from the industry. Um, and we were, we've probably had three dozen, um, families from Puerto Rico come through, whether it was the fathers, the sons, um, they would work for a six to 12 month stint to kind of help save some money and, and repair their houses back home in Puerto Rico and they'd go back. So it's worked on in that way much better. Um, we've had much more quantity of people we've been able to help over, you know, the last three or four years since the hurricane. And in all of our companies, um, all nine businesses, we've got pest control, vacation rentals, pool installations. Um, there's not a lot um, we don't do as far as service work is concerned. Um, waste wood recycling, pallets, things like that. Um, but it all started... 30 years ago with uh, landscaping. Wow. That that's amazing that you've been able to, to branch out and uh, help out, help out people from Puerto Rico that were recovering from those hurricanes. And um, for, for people listening who maybe have reached a certain level of success in their business and they want to give back. Um, I know I, I have uh, other clients who have started nonprofits or things. What would, what advice would you give to them as far as starting a nonprofit, and in, and in this case, it sometimes helps you get employees for for your other businesses, which is amazing. What talk to us just a little bit about what's it like to start and then also manage a nonprofit? Sure. So I would say to definitely go with your heart and what's going to be fulfilling in whatever avenue of a nonprofit you would want to go, make sure it's fulfilling because it sure isn't going to rake in the money. That's right. not the purpose of it. Um, it's a non nonprofit, you know, right? But it's exactly. uh, the point is to give, to give back and help other people. So um, yes. what, what else? 
Um, as far as starting a nonprofit? Yeah, as far as starting or, or, or leading one? Um, reach out to somebody who's done it. Get some information, get some help. I mean, we were we were lucky in that when we started the Paint House, there were other organizations in the country that have done similar things that we're doing now, just not close to the, to the Mount Pleasant Charleston area. Um, so we were able to, to reach out to them, um, getting with the accountants and the lawyers on how to properly start it so that it's properly documented. Um, depending on what your nonprofit is, making sure that you can get some donations, um, whether it's the Amazon Smile program, um, mailers, direct mail, door-to-door, or other businesses, too. Other businesses are great for offering donations for nonprofits as well. Great. Well, is, is there anything else that we should know about you or the Pate House or any other, any other tips or wisdom to share? Uh, not that I can think of, but if anybody ever had any questions, be more than happy to, to help out the best I can. And, and how can people contact you if they are listening and they had questions? Uh, the easiest way to get me is via email, because that is always on. And my email is kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, at pls6.com. P as in Peter, right. L as in Larry, S as in Sam.com. Number six. Okay. Great. Well, I'll, and I'll put that in the show notes for everyone. And thanks for making yourself available for questions. And Kelly, thank you so much for sharing your story today. For uh, the rest of you, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, see more interviews with interesting landscape professionals. And if you know somebody who should be on the show, um, send them my way, jack at ramblinjackson.com. I'm always looking for interesting people in the industry to interview. And uh, check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and see the full transcript of this interview at ramblinjackson.com slash podcast. Thank you. Man, man, oh man, die no might.